Before we get started, we wanted to tell you about the Baseball Tonight podcast with Buster Oney. It's a three-day-a-week podcast bringing you guests like Mike Trout, top managers like Dave Roberts, to the insights of GMs like Brian Cashman, along with regulars such as Tim Kirchin, Jeff Passan, Sarah Lang, and Carl Ravitch. That's the Baseball Tonight podcast. Listen wherever you get your podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of DC and RC. What you see there is the beautiful London Bridge, and it ain't falling down like you see with your children. I'm also going to Buckingham Palace with my boy RC. We're going to tour this whole place. Me and Ryan going to tear up the UK. I'm Daniel Cormier, UFC Hall of Famer. Don't forget it. I got to say, hey, you know what? I, I want to introduce myself as a Hall of Famer because I feel like I should be bougie. You and should. You should do it all champion, the time. Ryan Clark, we real bougie out here in England. We have tea and crumpets. Oh, we, tea and crumpets. Do you know they put they put cream in the tea, too? It's they weird. Put, it's good? I don't know yet. I'm going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> but it's very weird. Come on. It's, it's not like tea. It's not green tea. It's not chai tea, latte. It's some really bougie, next-level type tea. But we got a next-level fight to talk about oh, this weekend as well. Yes, coming up on the show, we are going to di- dive into UFC 286, and we're joined by both main eventers, Kamaru Usman, sorry, Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman. You got to put the champ first. And as always, we tap in the tap out. But RC, I just got here. Bro, I just got off the plane, but you've been in London for a couple days. The food good? Dude, I got a question. Okay. But do they season their food? They do. So I had Indian. Shut up. I had listen, Shut bro. Up. I went to I had Indian food yesterday. <laughs> it was fire, F-Y-E, fire. <laughs> then later on that night, I had Caribbean food. I met this sweet, Caribbean sweet food. Caribbean food. It's good. It was fire. Well, I think Leon Edwards is from like uh one of those places over there. So exactly. So what I'm telling you is, man, if you go to the right spots and you hunt out the food you need, they have every type of culture. It's literally as you're walking through London. There, whether it's Chinatown, you move to Soho, it's like seeing these different cultures in this whole different city in whatever place you walk to. So you find the right spot, DC, you're gonna eat good. Oh, man. If you look, if you look at me, you know, I'm always finding the right spot. London, UK, I mean, I'm, I'm America, I always find the best food. But guys, talking about finding things, our next guest found the perfect head kick mm. to become the world champion. So it's time now to go on one round with the welterweight champion of the world, Leon Rocky Edwards. All right, guys, we're going one round with the champion. That's all I want to go with him because I ain't trying to fight this dude. Back in the day, when he would come to AKA, I may try to fight him a little bit, but at 43 years old, and him in this form, no chance. Rocky, thanks for joining me and RC, my friend. Thank you so much, brother. Good mess of having me. How's it feel being home to fight for the championship? Feels good, feels good. Um, I think if you ask any kid about what would be your dream, this, it, would be, it would be this, right? It would be in your own country, headlining the arena, defending your belt. So, yeah, it feels, I feel comfortable and I feel good. Well, after the fight, you could just see the emotion. And I'm sure anytime you win in such stunning fashion, you have that sort of energy. But yeah. it was an almost of you having to show people that you belong there. Now yeah. we know you belong. How much different is it coming into the fight as the champion instead of the challenger? Um, I think there's a quote that says you get 30% better when you become champion, you know, and I truly felt it this camp and um, I'm bringing that confidence from that fifth round, from no one can knock him out, no one can take him down and bring it into the, into the, into the third fight, you know, so I feel good, like I said, um, I've got a little swag about me, my coaches are saying it and 
It's going to be a great performance for the UK fans and, and for me, you know? You always have had a little swagger about yeah. you. I mean, even yeah. when you was, you know, yeah. back in the day, you yeah. was broke. You was broke. <laughs> <laughs> Not no more, baby. Not no more. <laughs> Not oh, no yo, more. no. But even back then, right, you had yeah. some swagger, right? Yeah. You always yeah. had that natural swag. Yeah. yeah. But, bro, you said it's a dream to be home and fighting in front of everybody. Yeah. Kamar Usman said... I expected the reaction to be big, yeah. right? Because when all the other cats fight, it's loud here, man. The crowd's raucous. Carmaro Usman said, you're not popular here. He <laughs> said they are going to cheer for Birmingham, England more than they're going to cheer for Leon Edwards. Why, why, would, he, why would he say that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think trying to spin this narrative of, like, this is like over here is, like, African versus Caribbean thing. Mm. But I don't believe in that, you know? Mm. I always believe we're both fucking... Sorry. Oh, yeah, you got it. We'll just be Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both, we're both black men either way, you know, so I don't see the African or the, or the Caribbean thing into it. Mm -hmm. so I think from what I'm hearing from him, him and his manager, that's just trying to spin. Yeah. But trust me, the crowd will not be, not, not be, be booing him and cheering for me for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I sat down with Kamaru. A actually, of by the fact, by that, you know, that, that's what I was going to tell him. Right. This dude, you know, yeah, you, you actually just gave him love. He's like, yo, man, you do the pivot. Yeah, yeah. He had Kamaru on there, bro. Uh, now, you see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, man. Hey, See, if he was in America, he would have been yeah. on the show. But speaking of that and talking to him, he felt like the not not that the kick was lucky, because he actually said it takes the skill to get there, but he said he's broken you two times. He said he felt like he broke you in the first fight, and then the second fight up until that point was the same exact thing. Yeah. What do you feel when he says that, and do you think he's kind of just whistling in the graveyard, trying to find some way yeah. to feel better about that last fight? Hundred percent. I think that's it. You know, he's trying to find something to clutch onto to to make an excuse as to why he got knocked out. You know, in the day where we're not was winning the fight, it goes down as a knockout, right? Yeah. It goes down as, as a clean out with the eyes open. You know, and like I said, the winners win, and that's it. You know, wherever he's doing well in the fight, um, winning the rounds, but. When, it, when, it, when it's written, it's written down as a clean KO. And I think it's harder to come back from a clean KO, especially with the swagger that he thought he had and what he, what he, how, how he thought he was. He thought he was unbeaten, oh. you know? And so I think that affects the fighter differently than if you think, oh, I might lose, you know? So for me, it, it's like a skill thing, right? I can go back to the gym. I can work on what he was doing right and put it right. For him, it's like a more mental battle to come back from being out cold yeah. when, when you thought he never could be hurt. You know, so it is what it is to me, you know. They always say that in rematches, the younger fighter yeah. is usually favored, right? Because the older fighter, especially after losing the championship, finds it hard to find the motivation to build back to that spot. How do you, when you see Usman training, right? When you see him prep in preparation, I know you've turned everything, every rock over to make sure you're prepared. But what type of Kamaru Usman do you expect this weekend? Um, probably more heavier grappling base, you know, I can't, I can't see him now, he's about 36 years old, um, had bad knees, bad back, and so I can't see him now just being a totally different fighter, you know, he's going to come and do what he does, forward pressure, heavy boxing, heavy wrestling, and that's it, you know, I can't see him now just being a totally different fighter, so I'm expecting the Kumaruzun I got in Salt Lake City, you know, and like I said, that was my worst performance of my career. Um, and if he's judging it off that, then he's in for a rude awakening, you know. When you say it was the worst performance of your career, I remember looking at you in between 
round four and yep. five, yep. and your corner urging you, okay, we yep. got to get something. Yep. All we got- needed was like a bop, like a bop, like Mick or Rock. Yeah, right? <laughs> he's a man. He's a man. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you were, and you were in that corner, and and they told you you needed to bring something out, yep. and you were able to do yep. that. Yep. When you go back and you look at the fight, how much confidence does that give you? Because it's something that if you have a certain level of skill where you can wear on a man, yeah. it's different when I can touch you and yeah. it goes out. How much confidence do you have now in heading into this fight because of the way you were able to finish it? Um, I think the I can draw confidence even from the, the moments instead of I was looking deflated. I can still draw moments from that that I can still keep a clear mind and still even even in the fifth round, last minute I was down and and I still put it out of the bag. You know, like I said, winners win, and I truly believe that I'm a winner in life. And I've already I've already won from what I've been through, and what I've 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 gone through in life. You know, so in a fight you can't break me. You know, like I was more frustrated because my performance wasn't how I wanted it to be. Well, you how know? much of that yeah, was Kamaru, yeah. though? Yeah, and like, how come you couldn't, like, pivot, right? Why? How come... <laughs> my bad. I did not want to give him that. I'm sorry. I did not want to give him that. I, my bad. I'm saying, like, what do, you think, what, do you think, what, do you, what do you think didn't allow you to make those adjustments in the middle of the fight? Because you could see you were visibly frustrated, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was rolling, my, my, right? Yeah. My body just wasn't reacting. I, was, I can't... To this the day, altitude. Yeah. To, to this day, I just can't explain it. You know, like, my mind was clear. Like, I could think... Like how I want to do it, but my body just weren't moving. It's, it's, it's the weirdest feeling I felt in my life, it's you know. The worst. The altitudes, yeah. the, it make your legs feel heavy, yeah, your yeah, arms feel yeah, every, yeah. everything feels like it's just not, it's not aligning. Yeah, hundred percent. That's, that's exactly what I felt, you know. And like altitude in, in the UK, it's like one hundred. In Salt Lake City, like four thousand, five thousand. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a total shock to my body, you know. And he trains in in, in um yeah, altitude, yeah, like. Yeah. Like seven thousand, eight thousand, so is more used to it. We're way more used to it than what I was. You know? Well, you remember when Kane lost to Verdum in Mexico yeah, City? Yeah, like yeah, Kane yeah. never got tired. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, what in the world? Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I drew it from. You know, I watched the Kane fight and I thought, why is he like? How, how did he get tired? But obviously, like I said, attitude. Like Kane is known as cardio Kane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so to be um, fatigued after a round or two, it, it, it shows. You know, that like, it does play a part. And I know people say it, it don't, but it does. You know. Your RC, uh, sorry, RC. I want to go ahead, RC. Go ahead. No, you got it. Go ahead. I feel like you're about to say something no, about this yeah, battle. About this battle. Is, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna save it. But you go ahead. Ask another fight question if that's what you're you about. You might, you I was going. I was kind of. I was going to just turn it like. So, Caribbean, right? Yeah. Jamaican. You're Jamaican, Jamaican yeah, right? Yeah. RC been in England. So yeah. I asked RC if people season their food. He said they got good Jamaican food. Yeah. Here. My mom got a Jamaican restaurant. Here in town? Bro, no, 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 London's in Birmingham. Come yeah. on, man. Bro, listen, the best, you know, it's like, trust me. It's good? Yeah. The Caribbean and African culture is, is massive in the UK, you know, so. Bro, I'm trying, I'm the food, to yeah. Spicy? Yeah, like, bro. if you spicy? What I'm trying to tell you is, this London, <laughs> just in moving around, yeah. it's more a melting pot yeah. of culture than, than, than you think. If you're in different spots, you could see just from the people outside or from the type of restaurants yep, where yep. you are and who you're yep. around. I'm telling you. And why are you always worried about food? This man <laughs> finna defend his title for the first time, and you ask him about eating? <laughs> like, I can't even just... I, I like eat. I thought I was coming here to get, like, you know, shepherd's pie and, like... It's weird, right? Because, like, shit. the narrative and like... For the UK, it's for like for the for the Queen, right? Like the teas, the crumpets. Yeah, the teas, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, I'm from the trenches, you know. Like there, there, there is no there, there there is no tea or crumpets, you know where I'm from. So, like I said, it's all just where you grew up and where you live, you know. Like 
I'm from a different place. <laughs> See? And then the young lady that Is served the young lady that <laughs> served us at the Caribbean restaurant was from Birmingham. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, and she was like super cool, very down to earth. Like we loved their accents. And she yeah. was like, Are you mad? Because yeah, I told yeah. her it was cool, but she liked that I, I had. Cool I talk like I'm from yeah, New Orleans. Sure, 100%. You I want eat, some jerk chicken. Yeah, yeah. It's a trite, bro. Oxtail. Would you like jerk chicken? I know oxtail. No. I don't like dog's tail. Curry Martin? Nah. Jerk chicken, stew chicken? Jerk chicken. Hey, yeah. Bro, yeah. Stew, that's hey, come chicken. on, bro. Hey, well, RC, we cultured, you know what I mean? <laughs> Me and RC from Louisiana, but we're like really cultured. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to play some word association. Yeah. Right? Yeah, let's go. RC, get this, get this to play. Okay. All right, here we go. So RC and I are going to try to guess what these words mean. Yeah. Are you, let's give it to Leon. Okay. Let Leon ask us the words. All right. Go ahead, All right, Leon. Go. You're going together or just one at, one at a time? One at a time. All one right, at a time. Go. go to RC first. <laughs> <laughs> I know the first one already. I, I, I'll cheat. go to Lee. Bathroom. That's the bathroom. Uh, bathroom. Oh, yeah. We right. both know that one. Trainers. I think that's running shoes, maybe. Draws. What? <laughs> Is that running shoes? It's like trainers, like your running shoes. Kicks. Yeah, kicks, kicks. Yeah. I got another one. I thought it was tights. Uh, <laughs> muppet. Like muppet. you, you muppet. A muppet. Dang. Kermit, Kermit, I, Kermit I, and I, Miss Piggy. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel like it's an insult. Like he would be saying Kamaru Usman. Yeah, is he's a muppet. muppet. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, 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 yeah. That would not insult me. Yeah, yeah. I would like, say it, but that's what they say. That's yeah, what really. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah muppet. Okay. Yeah, like you. Yeah, like you a clown. Well, you want to cut? I'm about to cut. Clown. So we always say clown. Yeah, we like, say like, clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. A muppet. I got three, bro. You losing three to one? Let's go. Okay. Take Taking the piss. That's like when you're like joking with somebody or joking on somebody. I know that one too. I actually know that one too. What is it? Getting drunk. Nah, nah, nah. Right. It's, it's more close, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like when you Michael around, Bisping said. Nah, you, you can do it right. No, that's like getting on the piss. It's oh, like getting drunk. see, getting on the yeah. piss. Yeah, so, so, what I, so what I'm thinking is this, though. It's like, you know, I say something to a guy and mess with him, yeah. and he's like, leave me alone. Oh, I'm just taking the yeah. piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, damn. you got it. Yeah. Ah, I like that. Who one? watches Netflix? I do. I don't know what that is either. Miffed. Pissed off, pissed off. I just got pissed off, right? Pissed off, right? I don't, I, I don't know myself. <laughs> okay, look, 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 the lady trying to get on Google. Yeah. They don't say that Google in the trenches? <laughs> That's from the trenches. Yeah. <laughs> um, chuffed. Yeah, I don't know in that In a one. sentence? Like, yeah, use it in yeah. a sentence. Um, okay. I'm, I'm chuffed. Like, I feel chuffed. I'm Tired. mad, mad, mad. No, like, this is chuffed, like, happy. Like, I'm chuffed. Really? Yeah, yeah, like, I'm happy for you. I don't like that. Yeah, that one. That's it. Yeah, leave. That's it. That's it. We don't like that. Wow. So... You so, so I think I won because I got four, you got two. And that's fine, DC. Yeah. I like, I don't need to I win. I win the list. I win. Oh, so when you win one Super Bowl, as is, yeah. right? <laughs> I said, win the Super Bowl, like, I don't need so nothing else in this world. I just don't need to win all the time. I know, it's like, I'm not a UFC fighter. It's a very bad <laughs> characteristic of mine. Yeah, because this is what happens, right? When we won the Super Bowl, we lost four games that Y'all season. Did? Yeah. And we're still the best team in the world. You that. lose a dang UFC fight, yeah. everybody hates you. Facts. Hey. <laughs> they, they switch on you. Yeah, it's uh, away. <laughs> what you are not planning on doing is losing this weekend. How nope. does the fight end on Saturday night? Um, you end 100% my hand raised. Um, I'm going to turn it into a mixed martial arts fight. You won't be. Um, he's a very good, like I said, boxer, wrestler. Um, I feel I'm a better mixed martial artist, mixing it all together and putting it all together, the in-betweens of it, you know, and um, my, my hands and my hand raised. Like I said, I've never lost in the UK. Um, I'm bringing the confidence for my last 12 wins. Um, 
into the into the um the octagon, you know, it's gonna be a fantastic weekend for sure. Well we're all here to yeah, watch you though. perform, man. Uh Good luck this weekend. Thank Good you for man. joining us on DC and RC, man. We Thank appreciate you, it. Appreciate you. Guys. Enjoy the rest of your yeah, week, champ. Yeah. And uh, I will see you on Saturday. Let's get it. I'll see you Saturday. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays. Well, what about selling with Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch at your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million order stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autograph apparel or selling sleek skis. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dcrc. All lowercase, go to shopify.com slash DCRC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DCRC. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Guys. Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman are fighting this weekend, but it's not the only big fight. The co-main event is as good as any co-main event we've had. 
especially considering it's not a title fight because we get the human highlight Justin Gaethje back, but he's fighting Rafael Fazeev. You know, RC, what's crazy about this fight is we always say about Justin Gaethje, he's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter, right? Because everybody loves him. Dude's got like eight bonuses in 10 UFC fights or nine UFC fights. How does Justin Gaethje take on this new challenge doing Fazeev? And what does this fight make you feel when you saw it announced? I mean, one, you're excited. There, there isn't a Justin Gaethje fight you walk into the arena for mm-hmm. and you're not excited because you understand what type of action is going to be provided. But for Justin Gaethje, this is a fight that he needs to win mm-hmm. to put him back in the conversations of not just being an exciting fighter, but a championship contender. Yes. Justin Gaethje's 18-0 and 0 entering the UFC. Now mm-hmm. you're 4-5 and five throughout your career. To his credit... Justin Gaethje, especially recently, has only fought the top talents in the UFC. And so you're going to lose some of those fights. But now we're fighting Rafael Fazeev, a guy who is up and coming. Rafael Fazeev is fighting to put his names with the Charles Oliveira, to put his names with uh, Islam Mahachev. And so for him, this is going to be a prove-it type of ground. And he's the guy that's ascending. And so I'm excited about the fight, but I know if you're on Justin Gaethje's side or if you're in his camp, you're telling him, I'm not tripping on how exciting the fight's going to be. I'm tripping on whether or not you can win. When you look at it, DC, do you see Justin Gaethje being able to recover if he loses this fight? Well, I'm looking at Justin Gaethje's record right now because I'm trying to find how many bonuses he has. I think he has 10 bonuses and eight, nine fights, right? right? That's unheard of. Nobody does that. But the reality is this, RT, to answer your question, he can't lose. Can't lose. It's a must win. Yep. And we spoke about this last week, I believe, where we said it was a must win for Piotr Jan, and yep. he ultimately lost the fight. Mm-hmm. But he can't lose. Because the reality is when you are the guy that's been to the mountaintop, when you're the guy that's fought for the belt, won the interim championship lived in the top five, eventually you start getting matched up with these younger dudes that are kind of coming up. Like mm-hmm. you said, Fazeev is ascending. Yep. He's on his way up. But in order to get to where you want to get, you've got to beat one of those guys. Yes. That's why the other those guys don't take these fights. Mm-hmm. Gaethje took this fight now because after losing to Charles, Charles losing the belt, he has to do something big in order to get back in that conversation. So it's a must win. But you also gotta you gotta think, right? So what was it? It's it's Dustin, it's Habib, it's Dustin's in the same spot. Right? Yeah, it's, it's Charles Oliveira. But I'm saying like some of the names that we've now seen Justin Gaethje lose to the fight that he's won recently is obviously the Michael Chandler fight, which yep. was a great fight. It was exciting, but people aren't gonna look at a win over Michael Chandler to say now you belong in he's those champ- those championship conversations again. If you beat Rafael Fazeev, you're doing two things. You're putting yourself back in those conversations, and you're holding off an up-and-comer. Yep, yep, Right. Yep. But what you don't want to become, if you're Justin Gaethje, is I think the place Michael Chandler has fallen, in, fallen into, the exciting guy. We're going to yeah, match you yeah, up. Yeah, We're going to match you up for the fireworks. We're going to match you up for the excitement, but not necessarily to put you in a championship conversation, which is why he has to win this fight. We're excited because we know Rafael's going to come to fight. We know that Justin's going to come to fight. But the winner of this fight is extremely important, which is why I believe it's a co-main event. But isn't it a much different 
reality for Fazeev. Because even if Gaethje wins this weekend, they're not necessarily rushing him back to fight Islam, right? I think when you look at Fazeev, he has... It, it's crazy to think. I think the pressure's on Fazeev. I actually yeah. think the pressure's on Fazeev. Because, like I said, Justin has been to the mountaintop. It doesn't matter how many fights Justin Gaethje wins anymore. He's always going to be highly regarded yeah. for what he did in the middle of the pandemic. He, it was perfect for him, right? To beat up on Tony Ferguson in the way that he did when the world was still shut down. Everybody saw him. Everybody knows him. He gets paid more, everything. But this kid is now trying to get to that point. He beat Aviel Dos Anjos last. Mm -hmm. He has beaten Brad Riddell. Mm -hmm. But what he has done is he has made you look at him as one of the guys that can contend. Yeah. And when you are thought to be a contender, when you are thought to be a guy that can ultimately get to the top and fight for championships, that's where the pressure lies. Because yeah. Nick Diaz, Nate yeah. Diaz, Gaethje, Chandler. Michael Chandler has lost most of his fights in the UFC, and we love MC. But he gets Conor McGregor, yeah. right? Because it doesn't really matter wins and losses for him anymore. Neither does Gaethje. But if Fazeev starts to lose, he had... It's a long fall. Well, the, well, the thing for the thing for Fazeev, it's, it's crazy. Like, you say it's a long fall. It's actually not. Because even in beating Rafael Dos Anjos, you're not beating old RDA. Yeah, right? yeah, you're, yeah. You're, or, 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 or RDA from five years ago, six yeah, years ago. You're man. beating this guy. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so even in that, we were like, okay, this gives you Justin Gaethje. So the yeah. fall wouldn't be far. For Justin Gaethje... Well, in this regard, RC, I'm saying far in this regard, Right? It's been step-by-step, uh, step, right? So it's Riddell, yeah. RDA, right. now Gaethje. It's so hard to get those names to For fight sure. you. So, I mean, if he loses, he may end up being the guy that's fighting another one of those young guys on the way up. 100%. And also the other thing you got to think about is this: his ascension comes after losing his first fight in like a minute and a half, mm -hmm. right? He gets kicked in the head. He gets TKO'd. And so now this guy's had to build his way up to this point. He also has to win. And I think what we're going to see is what the pressure does to him. Justin Gaethje has been in these high-pressure moments seemingly for the last yeah. five or six fights. Yep. Whereas Rafael Fazeev, this is a step up in not only competition, but it's a step up in pressure, a step up in what's the on the line yep. if you win. The spotlight, the lights are bright. Does that make him rise to the level of who he's fighting or what he's fighting for, or does he just fall to the level of his training, and is that enough to beat Justin Gaethje? Because if it is, you now put yourself in a different conversation. Well, he's got, he's got to elevate. It's the only way. You cannot fall victim to the moment. And we saw that with Cyril Ghosn just recently. Yeah. You can't, but you can't fall victim to the moment. You got to elevate. You got to match whatever you're seeing in the octagon, and we know how hard it is to fight Justin Gaethje. But if anyone has the ability, it's Rafael Fazeev. His manager told me, without a shadow of a doubt, they get it done. They think this is the perfect matchup for Fazeev, and they think that this will only put him in line for something much bigger. Uh, massive fight. This one's going to have the people on their feet from the start to the finish, and whoever wins is in for something big. But another guy in for something big joins us next. He is the freshest Fighter on the UFC rock. I can't wait to see what he's wearing today. We go one on one with the former champion, Kamar Usman. It's time to go one round with the former champion, Kamar Usman. Usman, My thanks brother. for joining us, man. We Thank appreciate you. it. How's fight week? I mean, you've been here for a couple of days now. You got the palatial estate out 
our way? How's England treating you? England's good. Uh, I keep hearing all week everybody saying, oh, you're coming into enemy territory. I'm like, what? It's my home. <laughs> they love me out here in London. Mm. They love me in London. You know, every time I get it, all the time, London fans, English fans telling me, hey, I want you to come out. Man, we would love to see you out here performing. So, you know, now I get a chance to come in here and uh, give them the performance they asked for. So for you, this is not enemy territory, but you still have to go out and face your opponent. Going into this fight against Leon and being on the other side, is there any difference entering this week not being the champion? No. No, really, because uh, I um, each and every time that I came out to fight and to defend my belt and to win the belt, I was always the challenger in my mind. I wasn't defending the belt. I wasn't fighting to defend. I was fighting to win that belt. So, you know, the, my mindset is the same. And, of course, I don't want many dudes at this school. DC, you know how it is. You got you to gotta go to, uh, you know, to Iowa, Iowa State, or yeah, you got to go to, you know, yeah. I don't want many dudes at this school. So, you know, this is nothing new for me. You know, when you look back on that fight, you were short time from defending your championship, and nothing changes. Nothing changes if you finish the last 30 seconds of that fight. But what do you take from it? When you look back on it, what can you take from that and apply it? Because the reality is, if you let the fight play out as it was before, you were winning. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I like to just, you know, sitting back and actually digesting everything that has transpired. It's, uh, you know, I feel blessed. I feel lucky to be in a position to now have to do this again, to battle back. You know, as a champion, then defending the belt over and over and over, it's a lot that comes with that. A lot of distractions, a lot of noise. You're being pulled this way and that way. And, you know, there was there was a little moment there to where I was just like, ah, I just want the noise to calm down. Mm -hmm. Because you miss when you're coming up, when you're grinding to get to the top, you kind of miss that a little bit. You know, and um, this has given me that opportunity to be able to feel that again. Gave me that opportunity to be able to just kind of quiet all the noise where it was just me and my daughter driving to the gym and come back or just me driving to the gym and come back. So, um, you know, I got that opportunity again. I feel like uh, I'm restored and uh, ready to go out there and put on a performance. You know, that you bringing up your daughter brings me to my next question. Last time we spoke, you were making a decision on whether or not she would be here in London to see you fight. What decision did you make? Unfortunately, uh, she's not going to make the trip. Um, you know, this is a business trip for me, and I want to keep it that way. I want to, because she, like I said, she she has that off switch. She could just turn off Nigeria Nightmare back to Kamara Usman. She just <laughs> flips it. And so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to I let this one be a you know business trip, take care of business, and she take that belt back home to her. Is that she beautiful, man. She got all kind of personality and swagger. Oh, but yeah. she got that from her mama must have a lot of swag. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, she's so beautiful. And she got so much personality, man. She do. She do. She has a lot of personality. And uh, she's very resilient. And she 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 know how to get she know how to get to me. You know, I that's the one thing that I'm starting to discover is she knows how to she knows when she's at mommy's house. When she's at daddy's house, uh -huh. you know, this is how we, we approach daddy. Yeah. And so uh, just seeing her develop into the, the young lady that she is. You know, something uh, interesting that you said, though, is this gave you an opportunity to show your daughter how to bounce back, to show your daughter how to fight through adversity. When you focus on what needs to take place within the octagon, what are the things 
that throughout your camp you've been making sure you hone in on and you go back to to get back to that grind that got Kamaru Usman where he was? Yeah, the, the crazy thing is the, the, that, that hunger never left. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I learned early watching these guys, uh, King Mo and, and, and these guys that were wrestling, back in wrestling, how if I wanted to compete and how to basically bring myself fully into that preparation. So nothing has changed in that aspect. It's just, as I've mentioned, when you're on the way up, you're on the come up, all you got to do is train. Yeah. Ain't nobody calling you for interviews. Ain't nobody telling you you got to fly here and do this and do that or go do that movie or, or do... Right. None of that is coming in. you just training. Uh-huh. And so when you're just training, you're making a lot of ground. And so um, for me, it was after now being pulled this way and that way and this way and that way, it, it starts to kind of pull back on that that training and that grind to where it's like when you wake up in the morning, it's like when I get to practice... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it 110, mm-hmm. percent but it's like, damn, what that's time I'm gonna get there? Five thousand know? count sheets. <laughs> five thousand count sheets. <laughs> I mean, you, you in the crib with five thousand count sheets, like, man, I'm chilling. I mean, you know, so it, it's it's never been about that for me. I, when I get to the gym, and you can ask every one of my coach, I always give them 100. Um, percent it, It's just. You know, when there's so much responsibility now on yeah. the table, it starts to kind of pull you away and it, it wears on you. Can I have a fan? This is a fan question Go to ahead. both DC and to Kamaru, both of you guys being champions. I know how it works in football. Like, you could buck people up based on what the perception of them. They say you too small. They yeah, say you not yeah, fast yeah, enough. Yeah. Right, you undrafted. But you had to talk to me different when I won the Super Bowl. Like, you could Absolutely. say what, uh, when I made a Pro Bowl. Yeah, you can't tell me all these things anymore. When you do lose a fight like that, does it change the way you receive coaching going into the next fight? For me, no, because I, I always prided myself on being coachable, and I've always been blessed enough to be around coaches that could talk to me, that could get to me. And, and that, that's just, you know, I feel like a gift that I've, I've been blessed with is being able to let a coach really pierce through me with the directions and some of the things that they need me to do. So, no, I don't receive coaching any different. I think it's, you know, for me it was just keep your damn hand up. Right. Don't fall yeah. for the fake and then you'll be good. <laughs> we're, not, we're not having this conversation if, if, it, if it wasn't for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you, and they actually, those coaches, they kind of, they're the ones that can build you there. It, it, it can change from other people, but in terms of the people, the, the coaches – you got to lock in because that's the reason why you're where you are because of them dudes and the knowledge and experience that they've given you. Yeah. You and Leon Edwards on this one, though, seem to have... It's a little bit more contentious. Like, you don't... It, you, the way you're talking about him. What, what is it? What is it about Leon that... It's been a bit of a shift. Like, it's mean? not as... No, nah, you, you throwing big words out. I don't, I don't know what that, what that contentious. It's just that, like, that, 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 mean there's, there's that, more attention. There's more like, I mean, yeah. I know what it means, yeah. but it's like, you, you threw hey, you it know, out like you. Say, you, you know what I'm saying, dog? You know what I'm saying? But uh, it's like, Dude, it's not, not as class. nice. Like, it's not as nice like it was before. I know you um, respect him, but no. do you not like Leon Edwards? No, I, I absolutely look at you trying to get messy. Look at you. I know. That's that Lafayette, Louisiana right there. Um... No, it's um, – I've always I, – I think out of every opponent, I've shown them the most respect, I've always, which I show every one of my opponents respect because you, for you to, to be able to get in there with, with, with gloves and underwear on and fight another man, yeah, that, that's, that's – you know, I got to respect that. You know, but for me, it's um, 
I've always said this since the beginning, is, you know, anything these guys say can and will be used against them once we're in that octagon. Mm. Because when we're in there, I am the judge, I'm the jury, mm. and I will be the executioner. And so after that fight, you know, just heard him getting them up there and saying a couple of things. Um, I don't want to share them now. I'll, I'll share them after the fight. Mm. You know, uh, he said a couple of things that, okay, I heard you. I got you. You know, we going to talk March 18th. I'm yeah. fired up. Let's go. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. Glad hey, I'm know. out here. But, like, I mean, I'm, I'm watching you, you know. Uh, 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 so you step pretty fly. Ooh. Yeah. Let's step fly real quick. Let's check him out. Ooh. But look at my macho man costume. It's <laughs> 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 time to step fly with Kamar Usman. All right, right here. Usman. Nah, but here's the thing, right? Yeah. You look good. But look at my girl to the left right here. Boy, they Michaela beautiful. Cole. Oh, she's that's beautiful. Miss Michaela and the Cole, beautiful. man. There were some beautiful women in there with you on that one. Talk to us about that outfit. Yeah, it was an amazing outfit. That jacket was a Roberta Cavalli jacket. You know, a style by my man, Ugo Mazi. And, um, yo, you know, and, and Miss Michaela Cole, you know, uh, you know, we, we do a little something together just to, you know, show up at the uh, at the fight and let them know. Hey, did you hear that? Roberto Cavalli? Hey, he, he got on candy. He Man, let's get brand. to the next one. He's dropping brand. That's brand some shit you might say. <laughs> Not me. Not me. I get it. Custom. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, so we got this next outfit up here right here, right? Because the first one, we liked it. Roberto Cavalli, right? We had the arm candy coming straight from Wakanda forever. Yeah. Now, look at this. Yeah, right? you know. That's nice the, print. The Tell GQ, me a little bit about the this. The GQ party. You know, we had to, we had to, that was a, a custom Dolce Gabbana. Uh, so we uh, we th and that one too the leopard joint that's a custom Dolce Gabbana for the press conference UFC 268. You know we yeah, we done worked we done worked. Hey DC, you know I, when I was at Fargo Come watching on. you guys walk in there, I was like man I I, I got to get some money. So so that. so was that your yeah. your, your safari looks? So you was taking it back. It was it was just something that you know sometimes when you have an event that of that magnitude you got to step out and let them know you know so like I bought your ass with my that My favorite color is red though. You know? My favorite yeah, color like is red. red and you rock, <laughs> and you came with the red fur coat oh, okay. with the fur around the top. Oh, Tell see, me about this. See that's not just red, you know. That's that rich, you know, kind of like Lord, mahogany kind of red, them. maroonish, rich, you know, yeah. bloody. That royal. was bloody red. It was royal. royal you, yeah. know? you know, I wanted to get bloody that at 268. So that was that, that you know, let him know something. with the Frank Lucas top Ooh. on the top. Oh, yeah. Frank Lucas. Yeah. 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 had a shirt on him. That, that one got Frank Lucas and Lucas arrested, though. That was you showing up to that fight when you knew you shouldn't have went to that fight dressed like that. Oh, that is something right there. At least he had a shirt on. That one look good. Because sometimes he don't wear a shirt. Let me see this. Oh, this is the one. This is the one. This is probably my favorite one right there. Ooh. Because this is the one with that, like, crop top. He got his yeah. green. That was the one right there, boy. <laughs> I wish I could wear that. That's why I DC, like that one. Hey. You think that's fly, DC? Man, that's the best one he got, dog. see, that's not fly? No. That's come on. That's not it, one, RC. The other ones were come cool. On. I'm with you on all the other ones. Okay. This one you tried too hard. No, RC. Okay. Uh, no, that's another one with the short joint. With the shorts? That one was terrible. Yeah. Oh, he hate me. That one was terrible. <laughs> what? He talking about, I be looking RC. like Vampire in Brooklyn. Hey, RC, look, yeah, he's sweating. Look, he's sweating. Look, he's sweating. He look like when Wesley Snipes was, will go play with Woody Harrelson on Lightning King. So, okay, look at that picture right there. You trying to tell me that's not cold chest. right there. That wasn't cold? Hey, Man, our, go to the next one. We got one more. Time out. Run that. Hey, look. Look, watch how he spritz his chest. Before he went on the stage, he spritzed himself a little nah. bit. So he <laughs> he spritzed his chest, man. Look at this shit. That's that oh, acting stuff. Hey. We got one hey, more. We, we got we, it's not going to be like that forever, DC. So we got to enjoy it now, right? 
We got one more question. All right. We got one more go question. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. How do, what has to happen on Saturday for us to hear and new again? Again. again. Um, for me, you know, just replaying it over and over and over, especially this fight week, it, things start to get real, real. And I starting to get, I'm getting this, this, this smell and this feel in the air. And DC, you, you, you can attest to this. There's, there's some fights you just, you know, you, you go in and you just want to just, you know, stylistically beat the guys and get out. And then there's some fights where you feel violent. Mm. You really, you get, you get that violent feeling. And I felt it three times before, you know, I fought Sergio Marias. I fought uh, Kobe Covington the first time and I fought uh, Jorge Masvidal the second time. You get that, just that feeling where you just want to be violent. You just want to fight. There's some days you know I could out-wrestle this guy and win the fight, but then there's some days you know you just want to fight. And you know, you saw, you was there for Kobe Covington I first. I saw that, and that was, yeah, that I was could have wrestled. I could have wrestled, nasty. but no, I wanted to fight. It was nothing that was going to relax me except violence, and I'm starting to feel that this mm. way. Yeah, and, and so, uh, you know, this Saturday, I think it's going to be uh, one of those, you know, violent fights to where if he's tough enough, he'll stay in there for a while, but if not... It's gonna be a short night. Yeah, that's uh, that's some exciting stuff. It's scary a little bit. Like, could you imagine hearing that, like, in the dark where you don't see his face? Yeah, I don't like that. I just want to be violent with him. <laughs> that's some scary stuff right there, man. Hey guys, Kamaru Usman, thank you for man, thank you for checking in with us, bro. Brother. We appreciate it, man. Good luck this weekend, guys. But now, as always, it's time for me and RC to tap in or tap out. Like we tapped out on them outfits. <laughs> All right, guys, following his win over Piotr Jan, Marab Dwarvishvili is now the number one contender at Bantamweight. However, he continues to state he will not fight champion Aljamain Sterling. DC, tap in or tap out, Marab should move up weight classes to featherweight. Oh, no, I tap out. He shouldn't go up, right, because he's not as big as Aljamain Sterling is. Aljamain Sterling is a little bigger, and I hear that down the line, Aljamain Sterling wants to go up to 145, but I don't think he should go up. He's going to be too small because I don't know if he can implement that game plan against yeah. Alexander Volkanovsky. You know, and, and that's exactly it. And listening to you, I tap out, first of all, and listening to you talk to Marab after the fight, you were basically saying, bro, you've done everything you need to do mm -hmm. to fight for a title. People are going to want to see you do it. And he, say that he, he says that he wouldn't, and so to me, is that he has to go down and maybe challenge a guy like Brandon Moreno. Yeah, but can he But can he weight, cut right? that type of weight yeah. in order to get there? He I think that's going to be the, very difficult. He's not big enough to wrestle, to go 45. If there was an option for a weight change, it would have to be 125. But, boy, yeah. he would have to kill himself to do that. But my, 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 my thing is, like, what are, what's happening in the training room? Yeah. Because the reason I didn't want to fight Cain Velasquez is one, he was one of my good friends, but also I couldn't beat the dude. Right. It's like I, got, yeah. I was like, I can't really beat the dude. Yeah, and I think, though, like these dudes seem like they don't want to fight each other because of a friendship, but it can also be that my game plan and the way I implement it against someone who is as big as as Aljermaine Sterling is yep. wouldn't work anyway, yeah. so why even try to make that fight against somebody who fights Absolutely. out of my gym? Absolutely. Over the weekend, former middleweight champion Chris Weidman returned to action for the first time since 2021. While it was not in the octagon, Chris still participated in a grappling event. RC, tap in or tap out seeing Weidman back in the octagon down the line. You know what? I tap out on it. And when Chris Weidman beat Anderson Silva, I remember leading up to the fight and being confused that people actually picked him 
to win. Yeah. And then coming back into the octagon and doing it again. And then from that point on, we've never seen Chris Weidman be quite as good mm -hmm. as he was in those two fights. And so to see him work his way back from all of the injuries, all of the pain, all of those things, and get back into the octagon, I feel like we wouldn't see him at a level we've seen him before. And if he's not going to be there, if he's not going to be fighting for championships, I hate to see guys who have had reached that pinnacle or that peak just fight to be on the card. Absolutely. I, I agree to a degree. Okay. But I'm going to tap in because... You want him to have a moment. Uh, because remember, right, the last moment was him breaking his leg, yeah. the thing splitting up, ah. pointing towards the ceiling. Um, I know what Chris has been through to get back. Like, dude, he had infections. Yes. He had setbacks. For him to get that moment to make that walk one more time would be good to me. But I tap into one more. Okay. I don't tap into another career okay. to try to chase down the championship. That makes sense. Former UFC and WEC lightweight champion Benson Henderson called it a career this past weekend. Benson holds career wins over the likes of Nate Diaz, Jorge Masvidal, and Frankie Edgar. DC, tap in or tap out. Benson Henderson is a future Hall of Famer. I tap in on Benson Henderson going into the UFC Hall of Fame. This guy was the UFC lightweight champion. He was the WEC champion. And after beating Josh Thompson, uh, no, sorry, after beating Gil Melendez, when Gil Melendez was the Strikeforce champion, you could say he unified those belts. He defended the belt three times. He still holds the record or is tied for the record for most consecutive lightweight title defenses. The guy is an absolute Hall of Famer, and congratulations to Smooth Ben Henderson on what was a fantastic career. Yeah, I tap, I tap in totally on Ben Henderson being a Hall of Famer, and the one thing I remember about him was winning a fight and saying, I'm going to see about a girl. <laughs> Getting on his knees, proposing yep. uh, to his girlfriend at the time. I thought that was so dope. I now know where it comes from because I've actually seen Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> um, but for ben, Henderson, for ben Henderson to do all that he did inside the octagon, all that he did in other organizations, he's always been at the top of the fight card yeah. and he's always performed. For all that he's done, he also fought for the Bellator Championship twice. Yeah. But for a guy that's like really busy, you watch a lot of TV. I travel a lot. And so when I'm on the planes, I watch TV. Oh, you should get some rest. I don't want to get rest. Corporate I want to learn things. All right, guys. Last you one. Watch, watch I hope TV, you fellas man. enjoy juggling because today we have combat juggling. RC, you tapping in Look on combat juggling? Well, I'm tapping out because think about the amount of people you eliminate from doing this because they can't freaking juggle. <laughs> now, here's the thing. If you put me on there and I could just mollywop people Man. as they juggle, then I'm a part of it. But no, nope, yeah. I tap out of it because you're asking me to have an actual skill mm. other than fighting. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a, uh, it, it really does like divide people. <laughs> the people that can juggle and, and the people, people that, that can't. can't. It's yeah. like, I want to be able to juggle, yeah. but because I can't juggle now, I can't play the sport. Anybody can pick up a basketball. Anybody can go play football. We can yeah. all try to play soccer, and baseball, it, fight. We can all do that. The thing is, though, you've proved that anybody can pick up a basketball because you absolutely stink. Right. And also, too, every time I see, right. why do Khabib and those guys not dribble? They don't dribble. That's what I'm saying. Anybody can play basketball. But the reality is, y'all didn't win the state tournament in basketball. We did. I won the state basketball tournament DC. when I was... That's a lie. 1997 state champion. No, we won the Archbishop state. Archbishop Shaw. Y'all did not Five win the state bro. championship. Y'all did not 
Northside High School, the 5A state champions in 1997. That is not we true. We won the state championship. Bro, Ryan's line. That is not true. And also, Ryan we beat was Bird a manager. in the semifinal. We beat Bird in the we finals. We beat Salmon in the finals. And we beat Fairfield. We beat Salmon in the finals. Because y'all were 4A. Shaw's 5A. Y'all were 4A. Y'all little boys. Hold on a second. Let me y'all little boys. We actually Y'all might beat be like Chris Duhon. We might actually be a 4A. You never know anything. Hey, guys. Also, thank you so much for supporting the show. I am RC. This is DC. We're now going to change the name and flip the initials because he <laughs> Cause doesn't even know where he was in high school. Was not, Too much ear rubbing. But guys, continue to tap in wherever you get your podcast. That's where you can find us. 12 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2. It's going to be a hell of a Let's weekend. UFC 286. Can we get some tea? Let's go get some tea. Let's go. <laughs>